guys, welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers, and this is... Pat O'Sullivan. And also... Ryan Tremblay. Oh my gosh, guys, guess what? Guess what? We have another guest this week. Isn't that so exciting? Hurrah! Pat was just, uh, Pat was just bonding with, with Ryan here. It was a beautiful moment, actually. I'm kind of sad <laughs> you guys missed it. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about their... Uh, their um kiss thing i don't know they're talking about kissing it was it was interesting <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh boy <laughs> <laughs> yep it's gonna be that kind of show so <laughs> tonight. there we go <laughs> so anyway so okay um the monoliths have gotten out of hand does anybody else agree that the monoliths have have gotten out of hand that's completely dylan's fault we know it <laughs> It is, yes, it is absolutely his fault. I do, I do agree with you there. Somehow it is. Um, I was sent a video uh, by somebody who um, was showing me these Australian guys making one of the monoliths and and putting it somewhere in Australia. And uh, you know, they're just everywhere now. So some guy, I don't know if you saw the picture of the guy that took the uh, picture in Idaho of the monolith in the sky. No, I did not see that. Have anybody seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently he was out uh, outside walking, and there was a a monolith thing in the sky i think it looks pretty bad <laughs> I mean, but who knows you know i don't know it's but it's uh it's really taken off and um so now some company is claiming that they are the ones that set up the original monolith in utah and that they have been traveling all over the world placing these monoliths i don't know if i believe them <laughs> why would they do that though well, that's a really good question. They say that they, uh, so they're, it's the same company. I think they're called the most famous artist or something like that. It's the same comp company that is uh, responsible for like the Hollyweed sign. I don't know if you remember that at all. Um, oh, yeah. but it was like a big stunt. Yeah. And so, um, I think that, uh, you know, usually they do big stunts like that. They say, however, at this moment <laughs> they are selling the monoliths. You can buy your own monolith or purchase it and have it placed wherever you want for uh $45,000. So. And with that I completely yeah. tuned out. Yeah, I mean it's not they're they're getting to be like kiss with these things, right? <laughs> anything they can merchandise, anything they can sell to people. You know, I'm going to put my $45,000 monolith right next to my kiss coffin. Yes. You know, in my <laughs> garage. I don't know. I'd be kind of for it though, not for 45,000 bucks, but it'd be a great prank. Well, I know that, <laughs> like, like, like flamingoing somebody's house, so people mm -hmm. put the flamingos outside and stuff. Well, I know that there's like a restaurant that put one outside of like their restaurant, and they put it there, you know, and it's oh, it's sheet metal and plywood. Yeah, right. they're not they're not terribly hard to construct. Um, right, and so it's like you know, I wonder if if these artists didn't just lay claim to the original idea to that way then make money off of it. Because fuck, for $45,000, hell yeah, I'll make you a monolith and put it anywhere you want me to on the planet. <laughs> it covers everything. <laughs> yeah, I think once the original one was debunked, um, when they had footage of them tearing it apart, the the uh, Dubro base jumper, base jumper yeah. guys tearing it apart, once that happened and you realized that this was a terrestrial uh performance art or whatever the fuck it was after that like the other ones that popped up they got progressively less and less interesting and like i don't know i, I feel like it was it remember when the clown sightings were big a couple yeah. summers ago oh, did God. you guys have that by you yeah so it was like these things just fucking happen and like you know something like kind of embeds itself in pop culture consciousness and gets repeat you know it, it, it's a internet thing for a little bit and then it just kind of fades away yeah, so, I agree. I, I'm already over it. Like once I saw them popping up in Romania, I'm like, I don't give a shit. 
(laughs) Nothing against Romania. I'm just saying, like, at that point, it's just like, are we going to get news articles every time some idiot puts one up, like, you know, anywhere, and suddenly now it's... Pretty much, yeah. The mystery's gone, you know what I mean? Like, we know what the deal is. I agree with that. Does it even matter now if we know who put the first one there? You know, probably. Nothing happened when when those dude bros took it down, so no, (laughs) I guess not. Right. You know, but then uh, also it, in the news this week was that is that big story that's coming out about the uh, about the Israeli guy. Exactly. Uh, that's the fuck the monolith stuff. This is this is way more, <laughs> way more. important. This is the good stuff right here. Yeah. Oh, oh, Ryan, you know about this. I do. Everybody. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh... I, uh, you know, I'll be honest. I, I so I, I attempted to read the article like twice and uh, I pretty much like just skimmed it both times only because i have read the quote from the guy that said that the ufos don't want us to know that they're here the fact that he interchanges aliens with ufos and apparently he does that a lot in his book really bothers me that really everybody does that though that could be a translation thing it, it, it wasn't original the, the interview didn't originally happen in english so i don't know that doesn't, um, but, like it's not like we don't interchange humans with cars you're not like oh you know, instead of saying, you know, Jessica's going to be here at 7 o'clock, you're not like, the car is going to be here at 7 o'clock. You know, that's weird. <laughs> it's so strange. I don't know. Interesting I, analogy. It's just, it's weird. I don't know. You know, and I'm not saying, I'm not discrediting the guy completely. I'm not going to write him off all the way. Um, I read, like, a quick summary of the book, and, like, some of the things that he was saying is are things that, they're claims that have been made. <laughs> By our first schizophrenic guest? <laughs> That was what that was what fucking caught my interest. I'm like, where have I heard this before? Oh yeah, A- Ashley's other weird friends. Oh, <laughs> about the underground base on Mars and everything. Like well, so, his now now. Okay, calling the guy my friend is is an overstatement. <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> Second of all, he was onto something with the underground Mars base. I've heard that before. Well, yeah, he, he wasn't breaking any new ground with his theories. No. And that's the thing is that this guy kind of the, – the claim that this guy makes, which is basically that uh, aliens have been in contact with the United States government for, for many years, and they're kind of working in tandem with them doing experiments. Right. And we allow them access to they, – they don't say people, but they just uh, – they don't really spe- specify what. But we, uh, we work in tandem with them, and we conduct experiments with them, and they conduct – conduct experiments with us and that it's been kept secret from the uh, public because we fear disclosure is going to collapse society and that there's um, underground bases on Mars. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's nothing new. Like that's, and, and Ryan, I know you're from uh, Arizona ish. I am. Are you familiar with Dulce? Oh yeah, definitely. Very much. Okay, cool. Cool. So that's like, and, and we've brought it up on the show, like in passing before, but that's kind of like the, the theory about Dulcie, right? Mm-hmm. Is that you have um, humans working alongside aliens and on certain levels of it, humans are conducting experiments with aliens technology. And then you go down a couple more le- levels and it's where like the abductees are taken and you have aliens uh, conducting experiments like on humans and stuff like that. Oh yeah. We hear about that all the time in cryptozoology all the time. Okay, let's get back to the. <laughs> let's do some Dulcie talk later. But like, so as far as this story goes, what this guy is saying is not he's not breaking any new ground. Okay, um, right. It's, 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 it's his credentials that matter. Well, this is something that I that I have not yet verified, but I, I did hear um, on uh, the the news tonight was that they were covering the story, and I guess they he was this this. Um, 
the title that he says that he has, which is I don't know what the fuck. I'm sorry. I should we should have had this prepared. Yeah, but like I, I did not. Uh, the uh, former Israeli space security chief that he was quoted in a New York Times article from about five years ago. Uh, that person with that uh, job title. So that is kind of legit, right? Like he, before all this stuff broke today or this week or last week or whatever, going back years and years and years, there's other legitimate New York times articles that reference him in that position about completely benign matters. Okay. So so he seems to be on the level in that respect. Now he is like in his mid eighties and some people say that like why he's doing this now is because he's suffering from some kind of dementia or mental illness, which is really when you think about it, like, aren't all our presidents like in their eighties? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, doesn't that seem to be like the fucking median age for these people now? These yeah. world leaders. So, um, I don't know about you know. That's kind of the discrediting that they're saying. They're not saying that he isn't who he says he is. They're just saying that he's senile now. <laughs> that he's old my, and senile. Hmm. Right. My uh, my grandma when she was dying, um, like uh, she was she she went down here downhill probably about a month before she actually died. And, uh, well, but during that time, she, she claimed to see aliens a lot, actually. It was really interesting. <laughs> I, I wish I'd known more about it, actually, at the time. I, I don't know. I just didn't really make the connection. I just was like, oh, my grandma's dying. She was hallucinating. But I don't did know. she describe them? Yeah, she did. She said they look kind of like um, E.T., but thinner. Hmm. Oh, that's but interesting. Like E.T. size and brown, is what she said. And... Uh, it was it was interesting i don't know it was something happened i'll have to go back and really look into it uh, with, with family but um something something interesting happened with the clock and i don't remember exactly what it was so i don't, I don't know. <laughs> i'll have to go back and see she predicted some type of time or something and it was correct it was weird it was a weird situation like i said this went on for about a month uh and then you know she passed and everybody just chalked it up to the fact that you know again she was dying so i, don't know. I just thought i'd mention that talking about the old people and the aliens <laughs> <laughs> Well, to me, it makes sense that they would present themselves to people that that would be unlikely to know what they're talking about. You know, backwoods hillbillies or, you know, old people or even children, um, but usually not anybody with any type of sound mind. I'm not saying that that's what the case in this guy. Um, obviously, you know, if this guy he, he works with them, then he works with them, and that's that. But I don't know. Um, I'll have well, Willie, to... Go ahead. Willie Streber was one of the most famous abductees and like kind of like i don't want to say whistleblowers but um you know he kind of became famous and is synonymous with the topic and he was from new york and he was a he was a science fiction author which is dubious in its own right but i mean so this this kind of thing that's put forth where it's like always backwards hicks and shit like that it's not necessarily true. I mean, oh, I don't think it always is. I just think that it's more likely that it is. I mean, it usually is. <laughs> typically, typically, typically. I mean, look at you know, you know, my my closest you know one would be Woodrow Derenberger. I mean, he was just some fucking guy in West Virginia working at some factory. You know, he wasn't anybody, and supposedly he went on to have this whole ass relationship with this entire other planet, basically. So I mean, I don't know. It just like I said, am I? Usually it is, but not always i you know i i understand i don't know i have to look into this guy's credentials a little bit more because i didn't I, you know i like to get the facts myself and then that way i can really go over it but because it's so new i really didn't take the time to do that and i probably should have but <laughs> ryan know, what's your take on it new. you know actually it's really interesting to me i mean somebody like that you know it just seems like maybe imagination gets to run away with them 
you know, and let's face it, with all the movies out there and all the novels, we can really concoct a really good world if we try. So I do have to wonder how many of these people actually concoct their own world or create their own world and say this stuff is happening when it's really not. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. To me, it's baffling, to say the least. Yeah, it's definitely I mean, as far as the Israeli guy? The Israeli guy, I mean, I don't want to discount anything. I've learned along the way you can never discount just anybody. You, know, you do really have to listen to the details and see if they skip up on the details or change anything along the way. You know, so if they start changing something, that's when usually an indicator that you're, okay, something's not right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Well, right, that's what I say all the time. With, with these people, you can't you can't dismiss them. No matter how crazy no, it is, you, you can't be like, oh, no, that's not possible. <laughs> because <laughs> guess what? If it is and you were the asshole that tried to discredit them, then you'll never know. I mean, you're just shooting yourself in the foot with your own research <laughs> mm-hmm. so, well, i've had that happen before <laughs> yeah i mean i had, well i had it backfire with the the dude with the largest dick in the world so i fixed it <laughs> 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 you know he turned out to just be uh crazy so <laughs> sometimes yeah. he turned out to be a dick he turned out he, did. <laughs> he turned out to be the largest dick in the world you have no idea i mean I don't want to say the biggest, but definitely the biggest I ran into <laughs> in, in the month of November. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, I want to meet this guy before, but now I'm kind of nervous too. I don't know. No, he, he, no. I don't know. No, he's, he's he that bad. Oh yeah. Oh, we we were harassed for like I don't know three or four hours. <laughs> yeah, he got. He thought like, okay, so you're you're being recorded the same way he's being recorded, and he maintained that he didn't know that he was being recorded yeah which is like it's like dude i had to send you a link and you clicked on it and your a fucking browser opened on your or no we didn't even do it like that we did it via zoom we did it i don't know zoom. the dude the dude was crazy and like we kind of knew he was but we figured that like when the show came out and this is something that you might you know come across in your research mm-hmm. we're like come across someone and they kind of have an outlandish story <laughs> but you want to give them their time and you want to you want to listen to them and you want to get their story out there mm-hmm. and you know you think some hey you know sometimes crazy shit happens to crazy people right and you don't want to discount them so you kind of give them their give them their uh platform and then it just immediately blows up in your fucking face oh, and yeah. you, you realize that now you're kind of like tethered to this person you know th- this relationship has been formed that you can't exactly just like you don't just like click on your mouse and then this person goes away and they're erased from existence now they're just kind of there you know and and you're kind know. of hoping they don't ask about their interview. <laughs> well, I've had know. that happen before. Oh my god, so many times, so many times. I know your pain. It's yeah, it's pretty terrible. I mean, you know, I'll tell you this. Uh, I'll definitely never forget the guy. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's, well, he's, he's uh, left an impact. So yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever happened there, um, but. But he was he was legitimately mentally ill. That's one thing that I don't want to do here. I don't want to exploit anybody with a mental illness. That's no, not, of course not. Right. You know, that's that's not the goal. And so, you know, ultimately I I removed the interview with him. I still have it though. <laughs> you should really send that my way. I didn't get to hear it all. So uh, I'll, I'll I'll email it to you. Yeah, absolutely. I, it wasn't up long. I don't even think it was up a full week before it got pulled. So that's why I missed it then. Okay yeah 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 and so it yeah well and i think you mostly listen to the i, I think you mostly listen through youtube and i, I really suck about updating it on youtube so <laughs> shame shame i know it's terrible you don't check your dms i don't upload youtube whatever man, there she goes again about the dm man. <laughs> so, 
let's talk a little bit about about Ryan here. Why why is Ryan here, and why does why do we care about what he thinks? Um, Ryan, do you want to you want to tell the beautiful people out there in podcasting what you do? Well, firstly, I don't check my DMs, as Ashley pointed out. So. <laughs> he does not, so don't bother, guys. <laughs> I don't, so don't bother messaging me. No, no, you can go ahead. No, I'm a cryptozoologist, a podcast host. You know, I've been into this for a number of years. Yes, I'm that old. But <laughs> I've met some really interesting people along the way, you being one of them. So. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, you were talking to Pat. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was completely talking to him. I was not talking to you. No way. <laughs> So here I am to answer any questions you might have. Oh, that's, oh, that's great. So how long have you, well, how long have you been doing the cryptozoology thing? Do you, do you I started getting into it actually when I was about nine years old. Okay. Anything yeah, in particular so. that uh, caught your interest? Yeah, the Patterson-Gimlin film actually. Oh, yeah. That's I remember funny. the first time I saw that, I was just kind of like mystified, like, whoa, what is that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and what? people started directing me to books, so I started reading all the books I could. Mine was pretty similar because actually when I, I popped on the internet and it was it happened to be big news that the Patterson Gimlin footage was was faked and mm -hmm. I was like, oh they you know he admitted on his deathbed that it's fake and I was like there's no way that's fake like, well, see, we're a little <laughs> bit different it. in time here my age is older and, uh, than yours so, so I, when I first I saw that I remember that. Leonard Nimoy narrating that you know so when it's Spock narrating it it's not a lie. <laughs> It's got to be true. It's, it came from Spock's mouth. That's amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, that he even did a narration for the video. So what is that? What is that film, real quick, for the people at home that might that not is know. the best Bigfoot footage ever. Yeah, the Patterson Gimlin footage is is the um, the, the most. Oh, is that the one from California? Yeah, Bluff Creek. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that's the most solid piece of evidence. When you when you think of Bigfoot and and you see that typical image of Bigfoot in your mind, that's what you're seeing mm -hmm. is that footage. You know, actually, I don't know if it's the best, though, because Freeman footage is pretty good. Well, I don't know. What? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm i not saying it's not good. I'm not saying that. Um, however, <laughs> I just feel like the, um, I, I'm biased. I feel like the Patterson-Gimlin footage is just, I don't know, it's the OG, man. You got to give it credit for that. Is that payback because Freeman doesn't check his DMs? <laughs> it is. It's personal. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. So you um, you have a specific topic that that if if you if you search for Ryan Tremblay on the internet anywhere, um, you mm. will see that Ryan is is Ryan Tremblay is pretty much well. It's also some musician. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've been messaged about that many times. I'm sure you have. <laughs> I'm sure you have. Um, it, you know, it's it's also some musician, um, but everything that you'll see tied to Ryan's name actually involves the Dog Man. It so does. would you say that that's probably your your specialty do you have a certain like mine's the mothman so you know uh i would say so yeah aside from the geno squat and the gugwee yeah definitely dog man <laughs> he's like i've got all these <laughs> i've got all these well because you know you had a very interesting experience with dog man so i hear i did now i have never heard this story um i i thought i thought about you know vetting you out uh, you know, and, and, and seeing beforehand, but I thought that, you know what, I'd rather hear it straight from the horse's mouth. So do you want to share that dog man experience with us? Yeah, that was actually really interesting how it happened. A buddy of mine here in Arizona actually owns a home with property mm -hmm. and he was going away for a while. So, you know, he was going to ask me to watch his house for him. And I agreed, you know, we we're good friends. So it was something I agreed to pretty quickly. And I would check, you know, morning, noon, late at night, just to make sure everything was safe and sound. Well, on a certain night, I went about midnight, maybe about twelve fifteen. 
and I was in the back checking his backyard to make sure the gates were locked and everything was where it should be. And I remembered when I went up back, there was this like this horrendous smell. And the best way to describe that smell is like body odor, rotting meat, and probably feces. Ooh, yum. Yeah, so it's one of those things that once it hit you, you're like, oh, God, I hope that's not me. And you're, <laughs> you know, just making sure. <laughs> yeah, so, and you know, I heard coyotes in the background, and that's typical for Arizona. You hear them every night. But on this particular night, though, they sounded nervous, almost anxious, a lot of yipping, a lot of barking. And again, I just kind of dismissed it. You know, I didn't really think too much of it. And so I heard what was a deeper howl coming from where the coyotes were. You know, so I kind of thought, what is that? Is that a really big dog? What is this? But again, didn't pay too much mind to it. Because at that point, ironically, I did not believe in the dog man. Now, people are going to attack me for that, but bear with me. No, it's, I, I understand. <laughs> you know, you hear dog man, you think werewolf, you think movie. Or is that just me? Is that just something I did? No, no, I, I, I'd agree with that. Okay, so yeah, you know, I didn't really register in my mind at all that, oh, it could be one of these things. And as I'm checking in the backyard, I happen to hear something moving not too far away. And at first I thought maybe, you know, vagrant, somebody wandering around, somebody trying to fuck with me, pulling a prank. Right. So I just yelled out, you know, I'm like, hey. And I thought somebody would yell back or maybe somebody would run. Well, whatever it was, it didn't run. It just paused for a moment. So, again, I yelled out, hey, again, trying to be the little badass that I'm really not. (laughs) (laughs) And as I yelled out this time, there's a deep growl. And I could feel this growl go right through me, Ash. Like, I could feel it in my chest. I could feel it in my head. I'm going, what in the fuck is this? Okay. And it's starting to move forward. It's starting to move towards where I am. And you can hear the branches cracking and the rocks being kicked around. And as it got closer, I could see the eye shine, that golden eye shine. And the security lights that my friend had, they happened to kick on at that moment. And it was perfect timing because the lights hit this thing. And it was just like a upright hyena. It was just right there. Had the hyena features, a hyena face. Wow. And it had one of its hands on an upper branch. Like it was kind of leaning against a tree. Okay. And when it pulled up, when it sat up on two legs, you could hear that popping sound. Okay. You know, so I'm just, I'm staring at this thing going, what in the fuck am I staring at? Yeah. And part of me saying, run. But there was some part of me that's going, no, don't move because you don't know what it is. So don't run. Don't be stupid. So, you know, I'm staring at it. It's staring at me. And I can see it tilting its head side to side like a dog does when it's curious about you. Okay. That's kind of adorable. (laughs) It is. But, I mean, if this thing wasn't about six feet tall, I'd be like, oh, sure. The thing's taller than I am. So I'm going, I am going to die. You know, so we're just we're staring at each other and staring at each other. And it just charges forward about three feet and abruptly stops again. And again, I did not move. I was rooted in place. I kid you not. If I wanted to run, I couldn't. Right. You know, so I'm just standing there going, what is this? And we just continue staring at one another. But I was smart enough to divert my eyes at this point. You know, because you don't stare a predator in the eyes. You never, ever do that. Right. You know, so it's just, it's staring at me for a bit longer. And it starts to move backwards. It's actually walking backwards. And it just finally turns around and it starts going back the way it came. You know, and I just, I bolt into my friend's house. I'm locking the doors. I'm locking the windows. I'm looking for knives because I don't know what the hell I just saw. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, so I call my buddy up on the phone. I'm like, hey, man, yo, you got like a hyena like thing in your backyard. You know, my friend's sitting there going, oh, you're crazy, Ryan. What are you talking about? Hyena, man. You know, when he came home the next day, we went into the backyard and you can actually see where the claws were sinking into the ground. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. So there began my obsession with the dog, man. (laughs) 
Because mm, you just you can't deny it after you see something that close. We were about maybe 15 feet away. We did measurements. Okay. So about 15 feet, and you really try to visualize that. That's not far away at all. Right. right. You know, and if that thing wanted to clear that distance, room. yeah, if it wanted to clear that distance, it could have done so in a blink of an eye. You know, so I'm just like, okay, I got to learn what these things are. And then I started learning about Linda Godfrey and Vic Cundiff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so there you go. And that's where you got into it. What, co what color was it? What color was the fur? You know, it's hard to say exactly what color it was. I'd say it was like a reddish dark brown. Did you mm. have um, did you have any uh, lasting, not lasting effects, but did you have anything um, typically particularly strange afterwards? Did you have any strange dreams? Did you have any illness? Did you have anything? I had nightmares. You okay. know, I had a lot of nightmares pertaining to that, and I do have epilepsy, so the nerves, you know, the anxiety right. was causing more seizures. Right, right, right. You know, because really you're trying to process what you saw, you're trying to digest it. So, you know, I was sitting there just, you know, what did I see? What was this? And the more I thought about it, the more nervous I got. Right. You know, some more seizures were kicking in. And little things like taking out the trash at night, I refuse to do it. Is that still, is that still, are you still afraid of the dog man or has that? Oh, no. Head? Nowadays, you know, you tell me, hey, a dog man's seen here. I'll be like, I'm on my way. You know, but back <laughs> then, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of one of those things. I've got a huge fear of uh thunderstorms believe it or not but learning about it um helps alleviate the anxiety so right um, you know i understand and then plus well like you said you know once once you kind of once you've had, like, had time to kind of work through it and realize what had just happened then you can mm -hmm. kind of reason with it a little bit better and then kind of be better prepared because you don't absolutely you didn't walk out there and expect to see a dog man that day so. yeah no that was the last thing i ever expected to see and you know not believing in them when you do see them you're kind of going wait what the hell yeah, these yeah, things yeah. don't exist. These things are in movies, and then there's one right in front of you, though. So what can you say? Yeah, that's true. How far was the friend's house from where you live? It was a couple miles. So the same general area. Yeah. Is is there a history of sightings or anything in that area, or was that the first? You know, yeah, a lot of people within this area, within my town and the surrounding towns, have reported seeing the hyena type exclusively. You know, so doing some research on that, if you look at the Arizona climate during the summer, it's very similar to how Africa might be. You know, that's where you'll find the hyenas. So we're kind of wondering if maybe there's a collation between the climate here, the vegetation, the mountains, the desert itself, and these things coming here. How do you think they would have gotten there? Do you think that they've just been there or do you think that they've well, moved? That's kind of a mixed thing. Some people will tell you that it's a spiritual slash demonic thing, whereas... Yeah. Gearhard, when I spoke to him, he was pointing out how there was prehistoric hyenas that lived in Nevada. And Nevada's not really too far from Arizona at all, so maybe they just migrated this way. Sure. You just never, just a, um, an, a, a non extinct species that we, you know, thought mm -hmm. we here anymore. That makes sense. That would make sense. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm torn about it mostly because I know you, and for whatever fucked up reason, I trust you a little bit. And, <laughs> Can and, I be uh, flattered or insulted? Or? <laughs> a little bit of both. And so, you know, so I, I, so I believe your story. I believe that, you know, what you saw was, was a dog man. But I, I'm also on that same, like, skeptical line. Like, man, it just sounds so ridiculous. It's just one of those things that sounds so wild that it can't possibly exist. Right? I mean, Bigfoot, Bigfoot right. makes sense. You know, sea monsters, they make sense. You know, we can... We can reason with that, 
but I think part of the problem though comes in when you hear all these fantastic stories of dogman encounters where they're invincible you can't hurt them or they disappear or you know things like that it always boggles my mind yeah that's well that's a good point yeah that's true well because i mean you know well talking about dogman i mean there's i'm sure you've heard about you know the hellhounds which is kind of a oh, of course you know it's, it's more of a spiritual thing and mm -hmm. you know so it's like in and when we did our dogman episode me and pat we were kind of talking about that are they the same thing would they be considered the same thing um and i mean i don't know i don't know if they would be i mean they, they look different <laughs> yeah i wouldn't consider them in the same category no uh-uh you wouldn't consider yeah, yeah, them yeah. a type of spirit then at all you think it's a biological it's a terrestrial creature I do. Yeah. yeah. It, it sounds like something that just is native to the area that got too close to the, the house or something or wandered up mm -hmm. and they just kind of cross cross paths. Why yeah. Do you think that's what I thought. Come after you. Well, I'm well, not a threatening guy. So, I mean, he probably looked at me. He's like, oh, God, I could take this guy in a heartbeat, man. Just chill out, Ryan. <laughs> I'm not going to hurt this guy's feelings. <laughs> right. No. I don't want to see him puff up his chest and everything only to just. Whoa. I'm like, OK. <laughs> Dog, dog man's compassion that's sweet <laughs> well and if it's used to it's if it's used to hunting and and killing smaller animals it's not necessarily gonna go after a human you know right i mean if you if you are a comparable size to it i, I mean i get it, it was a little bit bigger than you or whatever but still if it's used to like eating coyotes or like quail you know, or whatever yeah i mean it's not gonna just you know. Well, I was kind of well, I was kind of touching on it yesterday on uh, Big Bill's stream. Um, we were mm -hmm. talking about. I was mentioning that you know humans, they're not. We're pretty lean. We're not fat, yeah. fatty at all. That means we're not good to eat. Um, yeah, we're really not that edible. And so many people think the missing four one one. It's all cryptids eating the humans and so on and so forth. Right, and it's not. We're not really. We wouldn't. What do you think that is? I think it's a lot of things. I think there's some, you know, dirty parties involved, some really nasty humans, you know, and just accidents too. Accidents happen all the time out there. I can't emphasize to people enough. When you go out hiking or whatever, you have to be prepared. Yeah. You can't just yeah. run out there. Oh, no, I, uh, I, my son's in the scouts mm -hmm. and we went hiking uh, in Madison, Wisconsin in February. And there was a moment where like, we almost got the kids killed. Oh my like, god! Like, it could have gone. It didn't. It didn't. But like, it, it it was like one of those moments where like there was like five parents and like you know I don't know five or seven kids, and we were like walking real far, mm -hmm. and we were like, okay, we got to turn around, and go back now. And it's like, well, hopefully we know where the fuck we're going. And like, it was really snowy and icy and we're like traversing hills and shit. Oh, shit. And like, yeah. How old were the kids? I mean, third grade. Oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> so, I mean, we, we, if we were like, we had cell service, like no one was going to really die, but I'm being a little dramatic, but uh, yeah, man. I mean, I, and, and I'm a very cautious, paranoid person. Yeah. Um, so I was like, this isn't a fucking good idea. Like, we're all, do we have the five essentials? Like, where are we going? You know, there's no trails, you know. And I was like, kind of like very leery of all this. And, you know, when it took that turn, I was like, all right, executive decision. We're going back. Fuck this. This is stupid. Go. Someone's going to die. We got to go back. We got to go back. Mm -hmm. You know, and yeah, I, I completely believe it. And this was scouting. So, like, you have people that are somewhat 
naturally inclined. Yeah. I can imagine goofballs in fucking California going to some forest preserve or some state park yeah. and just traipsing off. Yeah. <laughs> you well, as know, as I, it sounds, somebody's just walking off a cliff, too. I mean, that does happen, right. strangely enough, you know. It's more like, people die from taking selfies than shark attacks at this point. I just read that the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, from taking selfies and falling off shit. More people die every year from that than shark attacks. What a world we live in. Yeah. Well, that's how it was with the la- the last Point Pleasant visit that we had when we found the aqueduct. So we, we went out there and, um, you know, typically, um, you know, we, we do a lot of going in the woods and staring at trees. And, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you know, that's what happens in investigations. Um, but, you know, we go out there and we try to go to like our usual spots in the TNT area. And um, there's cars everywhere. There's people everywhere. It's hunting Uh-oh. season. <laughs> And that's when you need to be really careful well in the tnt area is private property so i'm like okay guys we don't have vests we can't we can't go out in this area like i'm not gonna get shot by some crazy west virginian in the team this is not how i die <laughs> it's not happening <laughs> and, uh, you know of course they think i'm being dramatic and i'm like it's west virginia they will shoot you like that's just especially if you're on their property and you have no reason oh yeah you know and these are it's their property it's why they're hunting on it and so we um you know, we've been looking for these big aqueducts for a long time, and they're not, you know, are they significant? Yes and no. It's pretty much the only, they're the only remaining structures from the power plant um, back mm. from World War II. So, um, you know, it's cool. It's fun. Um, but I've been looking for them just because I pretty much know the area like the back of my hand and couldn't find these fucking things. So we finally found them, and uh, we're back there, and it had been raining, you know, all day and all weekend, really. And so the whole place is like flooded and we're like, you know, of course we're stupid. And like, we come in like mesh tennis shoes and we're like plunking in like the flooded area. And then I look like right beside us to one of the ponds and remember that, oh shit, this place is like really fucked up. Like they need to clean this water. It's really fucked up down here. I'm like, uh oh, I'm like, are we going to start growing like 10 toes? extra? (laughs) Like, is this safe? (laughs) And I'm still not entirely sure that that uh, I didn't I didn't get more cancer from the from the water that I stepped in. So, you know, but but you know, it's silly. Nobody thinks about that. You don't think about that when you're going off into the woods. You really don't. Yeah, you really don't. You just hop out of the car and you go in. But realistically, you know, you you should because I can't even tell you how many times somebody will come up to me and go, "Oh, we're gonna go hunt dog man because we got this gun." I'm like, "Well, yeah. you need more than a gun now." Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. never been out in the woods you know learn how to read a compass learn how to read a map learn yeah. what to do in case you get hurt none of these people know anything right right they're just like we're gonna go well and that's another thing i'm like you know when we leave the car people always say put a note on the windshield of the car so that way you know if you're missing mm-hmm. for a couple of days they can find you and i'm like yeah you know right. stupid stuff like that but you know nobody ever does it. i just now finally bought a bought a vest i'm like you know i'm gonna need this i've been doing this for almost a year and have been just Hoping that my red hair is enough to stand out. So. <laughs> what, what kind of guns do people usually bring when they're hunting the dogmen? Because I want to say it was the dogmen episode where we went online and we found a place that sold silver bullets. Yeah. yeah. You, you can actually yeah. buy those off the internet. And Yeah, uh, that's become a really, really popular thing. And people talk about like 50 caliber. And, you know, one guy was even talking minigun. You know, Jesus. I'm just like, what are you, Jesse the Body Ventura from? What the fuck? Yeah, it's like, yeah. Find the little penis out of the bag. Wow. <laughs> Man. 
Not have you? Oh, we were talking about um, we were kicking around show ideas, and I brought up the idea of doing a uh, a movie review uh, for an episode. And I I had mentioned Willow Creek. Are you familiar with that movie? Heck yes, I am. Yeah. Hey, what's your what's your? And I, I actually hadn't seen it. I I saw it. Prim- well, I mean, because of the Bigfoot connection, but also Bobcat Goldthwait, who directed it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was obviously interesting because he's a comedian and he's done mostly comedy movies. And this well, is the horror movie man. that he did. Mm-hmm. You know. And uh, what's like that? And the the I haven't I didn't want to ruin the ending for Ashley, and I almost regret bringing it up right now because I want to get your take on the ending, but I don't want you to give it away. Oh no, I can do it spoiler free. No worries. Okay, there, man. I thought the ending was very interesting. It's just it left you wondering what the hell was going on at that moment. You well, know, did you Google it? I mean, he explained it. He did an interview where he kind yeah, of spelled it all out. Yeah. yeah, I did. And I was like, well, that's pretty freaking cool. But it was a frightening ending, though. And you really watch that the first time. You're just going, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, I liked it. I thought the movie was really well done, though. It's, uh, yeah. Oh, that scene in the tent. I think they should show that. Yeah. I, I, I dropped out of film school. But I think that that should definitely be something that film students study. Because mm-hmm. it was it was so masterfully done. And the, the Bigfoot stuff, I, like, I bring this up because you brought up the missing uh 911 or 411 411 you know that is kind of i was always very like um didn't really care too much about the whole bigfoot phenomenon it, it wasn't sexy enough for me it was just kind of like okay great so there's a bigfoot and whatever but it's it's stuff like that and it's stuff like willow creek that has me paying closer and closer attention i think like this this narrative that bigfoot might actually exist and be malevolent mm-hmm. um that to me is like more interesting because you do have so many sightings and you posted that map on your Twitter feed where, uh, you know, I had no idea that Illinois, I live in Chicago. Oh, I had no, no idea that Illinois had that many sightings. Yeah. There's a lot of them coming out of there. Yeah. What and, uh, Ohio. yeah, you're pretty good too. And it's weird, but it, it's weird if you look at that map because like we have, we have exponentially more than any of the states around us. Right. We had way more than, uh, Wisconsin, way more than indiana indiana had like less than 100 and but then so you have like illinois being a hotbed more than anything north southeast and west of us right and same thing with like ohio a little bit too like you guys were pretty close to us you might actually had like 10 more than us um but what's i guess like just talk about the bigfoot thing for a minute like what's your take on that why do you think we have so many in some places and then so few in others I think in some cases it's because they're so accustomed to humans nowadays that when they hear us coming or see us coming, they kind of go out there to meet us halfway to see what we're all about. You know, as far as I'm being seen in cities, I think they do that for food as well. So they're not really scared like they used to be. So you think it's like an about? Yeah. I think that they're definitely like an an intelligent species. Um, Yeah, they definitely are. I mean, they have to be. I mean, I think they're more of of a people than than we give them credit for. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that they um, yeah, and I think that, you know, honestly, they they probably have some damn good, uh, you know, intuition and they could probably read you like a book, honestly. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, they've been around us for how long? You know, I mean, you got to think, you know, if they're watching us and just being around us at all times, they're going to learn what we're doing. Right. Right. Exactly. So they're going to know if you're just some, you know, dumb kids in the woods or if you're, you know, a hunter with a gun. You know, I'm sure they recognize gun, <laughs> you know, at the, at the oh, bare yeah. minimum. You know, so I, I, I would agree with that. And I think that population, um, general, you know, human population w- would be, um, you know, the, a, a big reason for the number of sightings. I mean, if you have a state that has more, you know, more populated cities than, than not, 
um, well, okay, I would say more populated cities, but then... Uh, right, but you're not going to see them in Chicago. Like, I understand right. we have a higher population than Indiana, but... Right. You know. So more populated cities, but then nothing in between those populated cities is what I was getting at. Well, there's a lot of encroachment, too. I think encroachment in certain areas flushes them out to others. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're just they're seeking shelter and they're looking wherever they can. So is that something that you think they're more terrestrial or do you believe some of the uh, extra interdimensional theories? You know, that's 50 50 for me. Yeah, that's really 50 50. When you speak to all the people I have, you have to start wondering, are they interdimensional? You know, at first they were all flesh and blood for me. But as I started reading more and talking to more people, I had to start changing my view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so that's one, one question that I get a lot when I explain to people that mm. that I'm a Freudian investigator. Nobody knows what the hell that means. And <laughs> I do. So, you know, then I have to have to break it down. But it's a term that, you know, it's a hill I'm willing to die on is that that's what I do. Um, So what exactly um, what makes you say that you are more of a cryptozoologist and not just an overall Fordian investigator? Because I basically just focus on the cryptids. I mean, I really don't have a lot of interest in some of the other departments. Yeah. You know, but I guess I get it through, you know, osmosis in a way, because you talk to eyewitnesses and they're telling you, oh, well, this Bigfoot did this and then it acted like a spirit and then it did this and it became interdimensional. <laughs> so, you know, you're sitting writing everything down going, OK, I thought this was a Bigfoot report. <laughs> <laughs> what is what is going on here? Well, that's one thing that like I've I've kind of observed in the community, which is why, you know, um, I, I guess which I'm not going to pretend that I'm the first person to to do any of this research or work or anything like that i'm not Mm. but it is kind of a niche thing to have somebody that mixes you know aliens and 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 cryptids and ghosts and all into kind of one bag um because they do kind of seem to be connected do you um do you agree with it because i've noticed in like the cryptid community there's a lot of people that are pissed off that there is you know these other people kind of you know infringing on their on their fringe you know <laughs> it's all about territoriality i think with some people i'm not like that you know with me if you want to offer theories and whatnot i'll listen to you but it doesn't mean i'm going to buy into it right but yeah i mean within the community though there are people that will get really pissed off at that yeah yeah i've been pretty curious about it i mean you know you would think at the end of the day we all we all as investigators we want the same thing we want we want to figure out the truth we want to figure out what these things are you know what though we can and so it's like it's kind of silly to i would think yeah but in a way people want to be the ones that are right so you have that spiritual camp that will not believe anything about the flesh and blood then the flesh and blood won't believe anything about interdimensional yeah that's true that's true you know everybody's just butting heads when really we should just get along and work together (laughs) it would make more sense right i mean it would yeah (laughs) you know if i could find one person that you know just specializes in in one particular area because that's just what their interest is then right. like, okay you handle that you, you gathering the information you bring it to me and maybe i'll do something with it maybe not i mean it <laughs> requires know? people admitting they're not experts though it does and that i that is difficult for people i've noticed <laughs> oh, no, hell, i'll tell everybody right off i don't know shit yeah <laughs> i right. think i know stuff but i probably don't well right that's the thing i don't you know, I, I don't have, I, I have some experiences. I don't have anything, like, I don't even think, I don't have anything that's even half as great as seeing a dog man or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm more just like the messenger. I, I guess, I, you know, it, it's everybody else handing me their puzzle pieces and I'm just the one putting it together. So, <laughs> nice. you know, it's, it's not grand or anything. I mean, it's not as, as well, 
I don't know. It's pretty awesome. I love my job, but <laughs> I, I'm just some dude that smokes weed and listens to Coast to Coast Dan. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna demystify it for you guys real quick here. I, you, you <laughs> That's all it is. You make movies. And I have a computer with a microphone headset. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to take the wind out of your sails, but I'm just a man. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so, do you do a? It sounds like you do a, a lot of your uh, investigating is with the Bigfoot phenomenon. That's what a lot of your cases are, or like a lot mm-hmm. of the stuff that comes across your desk. Is there any kind of current trends? Uh, Two part question. Number one, what are some of the um, current trends that you're seeing lately? And number two, well, I'll let you do that first, and then I'll come to part two. All right. Well, one of the disturbing current trends I'm seeing is actually everybody's romanticizing these Bigfoot encounters they have. I had one woman tell me that, you know, Bigfoot came to her property because he was attracted to her perfume. You know, I was kind of going, well, why would he be attracted to your perfume, though? I mean, what the hell? Then she adds on that she was wearing a negligee. So this thing was really, it's attracted to her is what she's trying to tell me. And she goes on to tell me. Was she hot? I mean, I'm (laughs) going to, I hate to interrupt you, but I mean, like, hello. No, 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 she was not. I mean, this is one of those women that you almost expect her to go you got a pretty mouth oh no <laughs> <laughs> yeah so she was making it seem like she and this particular sasquatch were you know having rendezvous every day and i noticed more and more people are doing this though not to the extent that she's doing it but they're all doing the whole thing of you know well i knew this bigfoot as a kid i knew this dog man when i was a little girl and you're just kind of going wait what you know it's because of the books they put out there they're basically smut so people are reading these and thinking you can actually have encounters like this. Well, I, I can relate to that. A lot of people have, have seriously asked me if I'm actually attracted to the Mothman because I make so many jokes. <laughs> I'm not. But, like, <laughs> you seem to have a pretty big wheelhouse. <laughs> They're like, is he in there? Um, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I've read a couple articles about how like some of the, like, the highest selling shit on Amazon Kindle, the Amazon Kindle store is like porn with dinosaurs. You guys oh heard about God, that? that like, take it by a T-Rex and stuff and like, you know. Oh, give me a minute there because I got a mental image with that. I got to knock that out of my head. Oh, the covers are awesome. Whoa. The covers are awesome. Yeah, it's <laughs> there, there's some great Photoshop jobs going on. Um, but uh, yeah, that's it. I guess that's something that like, I don't want to say it's bestiality, but. It um, would be though. I, yeah, no, I know, but yeah. I don't think that it's bestiality in the same way that, like, you fucking your cat is, right? <laughs> like, there's a different bend to it, and I can see that being, because I, I think that is po- so popular right now, like, mm-hmm. like people, like, having sex with monsters, not only, and, I mean, this is taking it to an extreme, but, I mean, you look at, like, Twilight, you're, you're getting screwed by a werewolf or a vampire, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and or uh, what was the other the true blood show that was on hbo like i think those are like but, like uh, uh, not not exactly that hardcore but i i could see a correlation between like that's like the that's like the intro to fucking a cryptid and then people that go off the deep end or the people that like the lady that you just talked about mm-hmm. but i could see how the groundwork is kind of being laid and where we're at with pop culture too where people in, in general were romanticizing relationships with monsters yeah it's just it's a very strange thing to have to really look into because you know you can't just discount them so you still have to take their story worth a grain of salt right you know so when they're telling you these little details no matter how disturbing they are you have to listen right you, know, you might walk away scarred and have to seek therapy but you still have to listen <laughs> you know and it's yeah. just it's becoming more and more frequent for me like even dogman there's even women that fantasize about dogman so you know sure. it's like, 
it's like really that that'd be like screwing a german shepherd really right. <laughs> but we know there's people that do that i mean like the peanut butter story yeah there are people that do that i mean i yeah like i said it's you know i when people do ask me they're like are you really into the mothman like that and i'm like no that's not, you know obviously it's a well, joke and they're like well there are people that are and i'm like oh that's weird <laughs> yeah but i i gotta there i think there's a pretty big Doing it with insects and doing it with mammals are like completely different things. Yeah, that well, just seems. It's not really an insect, though. I mean, he's he's, he's got moth in his title. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> right? He's got moth wings, but come on. <laughs> I don't want to split hairs here, Ash. He doesn't, he doesn't, really, he doesn't look like a. He doesn't look like a bug. He's just like a, like a thing, like a. Well, he looks like a moth, right? No, not at all, actually. Um, no, actually, most of the time he's 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 basically he's more like a shadow person, honestly. Yeah. Why call him moth? <laughs> well you know the statue did a really did a really bad job of like representing the mothman but i guess you know because they had to add in the detail there's not much detail offered for like yeah. facial features and you know things yeah like we that. really don't know much about that one yeah right i mean because typically you know by the time they they see this thing they're like oh i'm gonna leave now so <laughs> mm-hmm. the the second part of my question is something that uh we kind of talk about from time and time uh time to time on the show mm-hmm. is that there could be the reason these stories change over time is there could be a genuine evolution in what's what's occurring right Right. uh the reason that if you look at uh ufo phenomenon how kind of over the decades different stories or different narratives are kind of um more in the forefront than others and that and that that could honestly it could be because of cultures changing so our perception of these things are changing or it could also be that there's a genuine evolution in the phenomenon. Do you see anything on your end in the stories that you're taking in where you're seeing what could be like a concrete evolution in uh, the dynamic between human and Sasquatch or Dogman or any of this stuff? Uh, not really too much. I mean, as far as stories changing, I do know of one story that, you know, from what it was originally, it's so different if you hear it now. And that's the case of LBL, The Land Between the Lakes. You know, because when that was originally filed so many years ago, everybody was saying that was Bigfoot. Bigfoot did this. A Bigfoot killed that family. You ask well, anybody nowadays, and they all say it's Dogman. Can you break that out down for the audience? Yeah, okay. There was a family that was camping at Land Between the Lakes. and I Which get, is where? Uh, it's in California, actually. There's a part of it in California. Okay. And, you know, according to the story, we don't know much about this, but they were attacked during the night and a cryptid tore off the door of the camper and it went after the mother it got the father and then the little girl who was about five years old was found up in a tree you know so supposedly people went in they tried to clear out this deadly bigfoot and they never found it so allegedly it's still there and it's a very popular place for all the cryptid hunters to go but when you look at the story now though it's no longer a bigfoot that did this it's now a a werewolf or a dogman or a cult of werewolves that have done this a cult of werewolves. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, that's I've never heard. I haven't heard that. Uh, but the, yeah, what's sense if they're dogs, they probably run in packs, right? I mean, that would make sense. Well, yeah. I mean, that's my assumption too. That you know, is it really a cult though, or is it just a pack of dogmen? You know, that's. Well, th- I think when they're human, if they're doing this in the human form, then it would be a cult, and then they transform, or I don't know. I'm, I don't want to write their dialogue for them. Whatever See, these the people thing come is, up though, with me. When they always tell me, oh, it's a cult of werewolves, I'm like, well, were you there to see them change? Yeah. Did you watch the ceremony? Did you, like, watch them pray to the dark god and be like, oh, we're going to kill these people? No? Then all right. Heidi, what's a cult of werewolves, man? 
but that does make sense when you look at um you know when we have different video evidence um oh my gosh i think we had one on you know on big dill stream recently where you know it was just like a some type of furry looking creature and you know everybody assumes it's a bigfoot but you know really even you looked at it and said hey that looks more like a dog man than a bigfoot to me right so i mean i could definitely see a mistaken identity you know case there because they are so similar now granted bigfoot's a lot bigger um right uh, you know i would assume well i've never i haven't seen a report of a dog man over six foot i mean maybe you have um but i've never oh, yes plenty of them there was a guy telling me about one that was 15 feet tall 15 holy feet. shit yeah and i'm just kind of going woo 15 yeah that's a giant which of course you know some people if they don't really know their measurements properly or you know just when you're in a panic you know you could over exaggerate that's for sure oh, or I mean, you could have a, a giant ass uh, dog man. We have this. Um, we have the first time I had heard about dog man was locally. Uh, we have a dog man uh, like society here, <laughs> like a, a group of dog men hunters. Um, and and I thought it was probably one of the wildest things I'd ever heard, especially because the area that they described it in um, happened to be um, that area has like a haunted road, I guess is, you know, the best way to put it. And uh, we used to drive down there, I don't know, like every night doing all the drugs. And, um, you know, e even doing all the drugs, I never saw a dog man or thought that anything lived out there or whatever. You know, now that I've, I've kind of grown up and I know more of like what I know, um, mm -hmm. the whole area is fucking weird. <laughs> and it would make sense if a dog man lived there. I mean, that, that, that would be, I mean, if, there, if it was going to be anywhere in Ohio, I could definitely see it being in that spot because there's so much talk of like, of satanic cults of you know of murder and, See, and that's where the uh the spiritual aspect comes in when you talk about satanic cults and everything yeah yeah that's where a lot of people believe that these dogmen are coming from is the satanic cults and the rituals that they do yeah that maybe we're opening up i could see that too, yeah i could really see that though i mean i can't really just say oh it's fake it's farce you know it's something i have to take into consideration yeah well you know I've, i'm not i'm not a I'm not a religion person, personally. Um, oh, me neither. No. Right, and so for me, I hear satanic cult, and, I, and like I am, I am more inclined to believe in anything else than a satanic cult. Right. <laughs> as ridiculous as it sounds, or at least to believe that they have the power to even manifest something like that, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of bizarre considering you know what what my personal theories and stuff are. However scientifically speaking you know personally i follow that that most of these things are ultra terrestrials i think that some of them are terrestrial but mm. i think a lot of them like mothman is an ultra terrestrial and it just happened to enter into our our dimension either willingly or maybe accidentally maybe there's different portals and different parts of the world and that's why there's more because when you look at a map of like um of high strangeness and and you map it all out um, it's there. There are some things happening here and there, but there are clusters of of areas of sightings that tend to happen. So it's like obviously something fucking weird's going on there, and you know, and especially you know, one thing that in the documentary I try to translate to people is that you know a lot of this stuff you you just don't really understand the gravity of it until you're there, until you're feeling it. Point Pleasant is is one of those things. When when you go there, it just feels off. <laughs> Now, do you think that's because of all the stuff that you've read and the stuff that you know? No, because um, I did kind of same as you with your Dogman stuff. I did not believe in the Mothman the first time I went to Point Pleasant to go to the Mothman Festival. I thought it was just 
fucking ridiculous. I thought it was crazy. <laughs> that was bullshit. Oh yeah, and you know how how could there possibly be a, a fucking Mothman? That's just ridiculous. Oh, right. Yeah. And then I went to Point Pleasant, and I had a string of of synchronicities happen, and things were just weird <laughs> and <laughs> and then you know from that and then i started like really digging into things from there because i didn't know i just knew the basics you know the the mothman came and people saw him for a year and then the bridge collapsed and they never saw him again that's what i knew and okay. uh you know i didn't know anything else i didn't know that the fucking in the 50s that the jail had this huge explosion i didn't know that that uh chief cornstalk was killed at, at point pleasant put a curse on the land i didn't know any of that <laughs> before <laughs> It gets a lot more interesting once you start looking into it, huh? It does, right. And so from there, I'm like, well, shit, maybe there's something to this. And then I started kind of tying the Mothman thing into other things, and, and it just it made sense. And again, a lot of it is just simply my experiences and, and how I feel when these things happen. Because let me tell you, when something, when something crazy like this happens and it hits you in the face like that, it just washes over your entire body. For and, sure. And, Definitely. you know, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, if it, oh, yeah. it just it just completely engulfs you. And it's just I mean, it's it's everything. It's kind of, changes. Yeah, it's kind of like a war, like a like a warm hug from the universe. And it's like and it's a this, it wasn't very warm for me, man. I'm just going, <laughs> what the fuck did I see? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I feel I mean, I feel like it is because it's a validation. I don't know, especially if you're somebody that's always kind of like been interested in these kinds of things. Right. Um, you know, and then, and then you have that strange thing happen and you're like, oh, my God. I think in my case, though, because I didn't believe in those, it was more like a kick to the nuts. You know, it's one of those. <laughs> yeah, we're real. Dude. Here you go. Flap. You know, so. except us. Yeah, that's yeah except that we're real. All right. Yeah, true. It, it took a while for me. I, you know, well, it, you know, it takes a minute for it to sink in. So, you know, it, uh -huh. it took a while. And then I kept having, again, continued synchronicities even after I was, I was gone from Point Pleasant. And it's just different things kept occurring that made it like, oh, well, I guess, <laughs> I mean, Creepy. fuck, it's real. It's, I believe you now. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you can stop telling me. Um, but, you know, it is, but I do think that, you know, personally, like I said, it's probably, there's probably something, some type of conduit. It's just not uh, satanic cults. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you think it has anything to do with like ley lines and things like that or no? Um, it could. I, I do think that's a possibility. Um you know, with all this, it's it's a very it's a very slow process. When you're doing these investigations, it's a lot of work. And, it is. It really um, is. You know, especially when you're learning about things that you never thought that you would have to learn about, like ley lines. You know. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. When those like, first were mentioned to me, I'm like, wait, what? What kind of lines now? Well, and we've been looking into like the possibility of like uh like uh like limestone like there's a lot and and point pleasant and we're like you know we've always heard that limestone holds energy and it's and like, the frequency and vibrations right so it's like is, is this why you know so so you have to like study everything but you don't just study you know the one piece of it you learn the craft and then you can apply it to to your studies and so right. it's it's a very um you know it's definitely not a sprint at all uh you know or you know it's just a slow crawl rather to the finish line that Honestly, you might not ever get to in your lifetime, and that sucks. <laughs> well, I wasn't depressed until then, but thank you. <laughs> it's it's a good possibility. Now, it's not to say you can't make a, a a big discovery that could then give future generations more power to, you know, take the torch right. and carry it. 
Um, but you know, look at all these people that have that that have lived and died, and you know, they've made big discoveries, and and I'm thankful for them because I have more knowledge because of them, and I'm not starting at zero. Um, but that was something that I had to accept is that I might not be able to prove these things to the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna try though. Um, now, what do you think about the? Um, because I know that this is a really touchy subject in the uh, cryptid community, so I kind of want to touch on it. What do you think about the Erickson Project? Ooh. <laughs> I know. That is pretty touchy. Um, <laughs> you know, that's really something that I don't discuss with people too, too often. Okay. Is you know that I mean? because you choose not to or because it's never brought up? or It's not that it's not brought up. It's just one of those things that I've seen it cause a lot of problems. So being who I am, I just kind of distance myself from it. It's kind of like a Melba Ketchum. Yeah. You know, because of stuff that Melba said, you know, a lot of people like to go to war because of that, too. You know, yeah, so you yeah. just you distance yourself. Yeah, well, that's true. That's not a bad. You, but do, do you so do you you don't think that there was anything to it or do you think that she just. Oh, I think they're very, very well could be. They're very well could be. It's just, you know, how it's actually shared and what it's said to be it has to be really careful, like, you know, how it's shown to the public. What's the Erickson? I mean, I just had to Google it, so I know, but I had to Google it. I'm the co-host of the show. <laughs> Go so ahead, let's Eric. pretend the people listening might not know what the Erickson Project is on the sure. top of Yeah, so the Erickson Project was a um, privately funded um, DNA project where they would take, um, they would um, accept donated um, samples. Most of the time they were hair, hair samples. I don't really know what, I don't remember what all samples they had. Um, and then they would take, you know, these things from allegedly, you know, Bigfoot or Sasquatch, and they would sequence the DNA from it. So basically, you're you're like retro engineering DNA to like show Jurassic Park with with Bigfoot. Kind of. Minus the frog DNA. Minus the what? <laughs> minus the frog DNA. Minus the yes, minus the frog DNA. You're not you're not cloning. So you know the the it's not to, um, it's a way to prove the existence of of these of them existing without having uh, basic proof, like a, like a body, you know, that's basically all it is. Um, right. And so, you know, it's, uh, that's, that's the basics of it. Well, the lead scientist of the project was Melba Ketchum and she, um, you know, said, Hey, we proved these things are real, you know, here it is. And she kept trying to, to, you know, put the uh, project in for peer review it eventually did get approved, uh, but a lot of people still don't think that um, it was correct science. So it's kind of well, the uh, problem with that came in when she started saying there was Nephilim DNA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of people were going, "We know Nephilim DNA now. How do we know Nephilim DNA?" Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. So she added her own spin on it to where, and and it and it got to the point she still claims now like she moved she had moved to a out in the middle of the woods and says that you know bigfoot's a people and that right um you know she has a some type of a relationship with them she's actually one of the people that um writes bigfoot erotica (laughs) (laughs) i'm not surprised (laughs) she does so she's kind of gone off the the deep end here but i mean it is shocking because she did have all the credentials in place but it's like you know at the same time who are we to discredit i mean she does have yeah. the science See, we've got the how science. she phrases things though that can cause a lot of confusion because when she says sasquatch or people yeah everybody's going to think that she means they're a type of human being right right they think like us that they act like us but you know how do you actually explain the more ape-like features that people describe right right exactly well and i mean that's kind of yeah i mean that's kind of what she 
was getting at though is that they were more like a tribe of people that have their own form of communication but it's still they don't talk to each other it was never her claim or anything so it's like well so is it a person or is it just i mean is it another intelligent species i mean is it just like one step closer like the missing link you know she but you're right the way that you uh you know when you start talking about nephilim being there <laughs> right. well, i think she did some work with sasquatch ontario did no oh, did she really i didn't know i think she might have because i remember that guy was going around saying how they did have a language they did speak to each other and they spoke to humans too you know again if something sounds too good to be true it usually is she kept making huge claims they were supposed to be so what they were doing also was making a documentary about the project and like mm -hmm. how along the way and uh you know she was making these huge claims that you know we've got solid video evidence you know of these things living and you know there's no way that you can deny it blah 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 well then eventually they the evidence um well uh, maybe some of the evidence came out and we ended up getting two videos one was one supposedly sleeping and mm -hmm. it was just a mass of fur laying on the ground and um which you know it was it was to show how they breathe how they breathe because they breathe a lot slower than us then again it was sleep i don't know could have been anything um and then we got the uh the ever so popular matilda footage oh yes i don't know how i feel about it it is a close-up face shot of what is allegedly one of these sasquatch and um if real it's extremely impressive However, a lot of people on the internet ended up finding a, I believe, a Chewbacca mask <laughs> that looked eerily similar to the Matilda footage. Well, the photograph came from Todd Standing, didn't it? Uh, I believe so, yes. Okay, there, yeah, a lot of I people in there. <laughs> Todd Standing, don't even get me started on that guy, man. Oh, right, that's a whole nother fucking, right. That's but a whole wax right there. He was really the only person that was like backing her though. And so I, I you know, I, I don't blame her because I don't think she was into this community before, you right. know, but, but just her getting involved with Todd standing and then, and then all these claims that she was making, it just wasn't a good look. And uh, Todd was making a lot of money off of this too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Wasn't he the one that was involved with the, uh, he was involved with the frozen Bigfoot, right? That yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I thought that was him. Yeah, he's just, that guy's an asshole. What's he doing nowadays, do you know? <laughs> yeah, he's actually, he's charging nominal fees to take people out to the woods and guaranteeing them Sasquatch encounters. What are, wow. Are people doing it? Or what are they seeing? Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's people paying fifteen, twenty thousand $20,000 to go out there, and I'm just like, wow, golly, new market right here. Right, wow, well, I'll do that. I mean, I, I'll do yeah, that. Let's just the dress our friends as Bigfoot and be like, hey, go wait over in the tree line and just make noises. <laughs> Just tell Bill to come do it. He'll do it. Oh, he would. <laughs> Except he'd have Paco with him in his probe. So, so, so now you <laughs> come see this alien get probed by Paco. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it would, you know, if people would pay for it, I mean, then absolutely, you know, that's yeah, I mean, do it. It's just Bill's reputation. What do we care, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. I just, you know, like I said, it's probably one of the hottest takes in, in the cryptid community is 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 that specific uh, project. So you know, you always gotta, mm -hmm. gotta know. And that, you know, it's kind of a judge of um, of character. I know that you're in the, you're. So unfortunately, I can't get the fuck away from you, from you. But you're in the uh, cryptozoology group on Facebook. Well, one of them uh, that I'm in, and uh, there was a guy on there making some pretty heavy claims about mermaids. And I don't know. If oh. 
I don't think I've seen that post yet, but I will definitely have to go and look for it. Yeah, he was he was making some pretty big claims about mermaids. What what's your stance on on mermaids? Hmm. You know, honestly, I have to think that they're just misidentified. Yeah. I don't think that they look like those hot females, you know, that have the hot <laughs> upper torso and then the fish torso at the bottom. No, I think it's just something that we might have seen that looked something like a human, maybe like some kind of lungfish or whatever. And we were just like, oh, egads, mermaids. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that they're, <laughs> I don't think they're anything like we see in the movies or we read in those books. I think that's a misidentification thing. I agree with that. I just think that it would be. Um, especially the way that, that they're portrayed, they're portrayed not just like as Bigfoot, who's like, you know, kind of intelligent. Like mermaids, supposedly, like the way that we see them, they have like whole cities and shit and water. They're brutal sometimes, too. Yes. <laughs> I, that's, that's what they say. Um, but I just don't think that they're. I think that um, we were kind of talking about the, the Wendigo last week, and we were saying how, you know, a lot of these things, a lot of the times can be explained by like natural occurrences. So it's like, you know, when they talk about the sirens and stuff like that, I mean, it would be it would be pretty easily explained that the explanation there is just that these men fell overboard, you know, and there happened to be wind blowing and it sounded like some type of whistling. So, um, Sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think that I think that it that we have absolutely zero evidence of mermaids and uh, at least none that I've seen that is solid. Um, mm -hmm. I don't I guess I don't think that they could be a thing. Um but that's another, you know, that's another hot take. Unicorns. Unicorns is another one. And it's like, well, when it comes to unicorns, you know, there are horses with one horn on their head. I mean, mm -hmm. there are people that will grow a horn on their head. You know, it's called genetic mutations. I mean, is the unicorn real? Technically, you know? I think technically, yeah. I mean, we had that type of rhino, too, that walked like a horse and had that one horn. Right. Right. Exactly. Oh. So... You know it's yeah i mean it's you know it's it's one of those kind of gray area things um what do you think your uh your most believed extinct species would be i know that's another that's kind of something that doesn't get talked about a lot in the cryptid uh community is is the extinct species that are probably oh boy that's a good question wow hitting hard with the good questions here ashley Jeez. <laughs> um you know i'm gonna have to say something like a plesiosaur i know a lot of people want me to say megalodon but i don't believe megalodons are still alive but I think plesiosaur could still be out there. I I think so. Do you think that it's probably? I mean, do you think that Nessie's still out there and would be a plesiosaur? That's a whole other topic. I think she was out there. I think by now she's passed away, and unless she's had babies, and there's a whole you know race of them in that lock, then no, she's gone. She's long gone. Oh yeah, definitely. I I think so. Well, I was re I was actually reading earlier about how there's been uh, twelve Nessie sightings this year, which is pretty mm -hmm. good. Um, considering there there wasn't one for a very long time, and it was speculated right. that you know she, that she was dead, um, but I think so. I think you're right about that. I know that your stance on the megalodon is, is pretty hard. It's pretty solid. I know that you don't really uh, you're just you're just not having it with that megalodon, are you? <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, there's no way that thing could actually survive nowadays. You know, I mean, if it was eating whales like it should, it's just, it's going to be seen. We would have seen so many by now. We would have found bodies, teeth, yeah. fresh teeth, not fossilized teeth. Yeah. They're just so big. Well, of course, uh, then, you know, the go-to argument for, for something like, something that large existing would be the, um, you know, the giant squid or the colossal squid, even. Mm -hmm. You know, we know that they're real and we didn't for a long time. True. We just thought that they this were, you know, made up of legends, but... You know, because they are out there, you, I mean, you don't think that that would be an argument for the Megalodon? No, no, because we definitely would have seen something by now. Yeah, I think so. 
you know, I mean, with all the underwater drilling we're doing and the cable lines too, you know, we would run across something, some kind of footage or whatever. Right. And it's just, it's not there. So what can we say is actual evidence of them being alive today? Right. Right. Well, and I think what a lot of people, you know, misconstrue with this is that, you know, they, they can't listen to you because like you said, a lot of people disagree with you. They can't mm -hmm. take your professional opinion and, and take it as, as fact. Um, you know, a lot of this field has to do with, with, you know, kind of critical thinking and, you know, doing your own bit of research and coming up right. to, your, to your own conclusion. And I mean, would you say that that's fine? I mean, <laughs> would you agree that that's okay to do? You know, in a way, I would say yes, but in a way, a big way, I'd say no. Oh. You know, always, you got to keep digging. You know, just keep digging. If you don't like somebody's answer, then please, by all means, go dig and find your own answers yeah. and match them up with other people and see how they line up. Yeah. But yeah. never just dismiss somebody, though. If you ask a question and they give you an answer, don't just dismiss it. Keep it in the back of your mind sure. and formulate your own theory. I think that's the fun part about that. This is that if, if there's something that like you don't agree with um, mm -hmm. or, or you come across another person in the field that you don't, you know, you guys don't see eye to eye on a certain topic, you know, may, maybe you agree with something that, that I don't, you know, if you prove me wrong or if I prove you wrong, I think that's fun. I think that adds, you know, the challenge to it. And, oh, you mean uh, my ability to answer DMs? <laughs> <laughs> see, I didn't bring it up that time. <laughs> You left the opening though, so <laughs> just just to reiterate to everybody, Ryan does not answer DMs, so don't bother. I'm just <laughs> no, no, no. I just don't read Ashley's DMs. <laughs> it's just mine. <laughs> that's that's more believable. I can see why. All, all I do is send you Mothman porn. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, right. Make it Dogman porn. Switch it up. Put a little Dogman in there. You might read it more. <laughs> there you go. I might. I might. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I just think that it's, um, I think it's fun to have you on. I think it's fun to have you have, you know, your own perspective on things. Because again, you know, like I said, I'm more of a blanket term investigator and you have more of a, of an actual, um, mastery in a specific topic. And, uh, you know, I, I know a lot, but obviously the opinions are going to differ. And I think that sometimes people get sick of listening to me talk about, um, aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Because everything's aliens to me. So. <laughs> so you're like that guy in that meme. I'm not saying it's aliens, but it's aliens. It's aliens. Yes, that's me. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my hair like that. But it's it's, it's gonna there you be, go. You know, fire red and take a photo shoot and aliens do the aliens thing. <laughs> hey, speaking of which, can we can we get to Dulce real quick before you hop off? I'll go we ahead. Good? Yeah. So what's your uh, how far away are you from there? What's your relationship with that place? I'm not really too close, but, you know, if you live in Arizona, you always hear stuff about it. Mm. You know, and I think it'd be a great place to actually look into some more. So if you ever want to, you know, come to Arizona, do some investigation. Actually, I didn't invite you. What are you talking about? Oh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Like... I forgot you and Pat have this bromance going on. My bad. <laughs> so, so Dulce, once again, explaining everything for people at home. Dulce is kind of like another Area 51 uh it's kind of i always thought of it as like the 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 area 51 of area 51s um yeah. where it's uh it's it's not necessarily as popular or popularized in pop culture but um it's this hotbed for uh ufo activity i think it's kind of by the skin is skinwalker in arizona as well or is that nevada 
that's Nevada. Okay, um, and it's it's an uh, it's a mesa. It's the Archelena Mesa mm-hmm. in Dulce, Arizona, and there's a government installation built inside of the mountain, and um, there's a lot of uh, UFO activity, lights in the sky type stuff uh, around the base, and some of the more fantastic UFO conspiracy theories have to do with the base itself. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the, the base in the mountain is just kind of like the top part, but it's supposed to go several hundreds of miles down into the ground. And there's supposed to be underground trains and, and UFOs. That's where the aliens live and all kinds of stuff. So, um, yeah. Here's some crazy story about that, too. You know, like people hear the trains running underground or they see the aliens coming out from underground. Yeah, that's something that's, I mean, it's always kind of been there, but it's becoming a little bit more popular lately is the uh, the USO, yeah. Unidentified Submerged Objects. And I think it's because the Navy has started to release like some footage or something, or there was something that happened a couple of years ago that was footage of stuff coming out of the water. Yeah. Um, but yeah. definitely it's a possibility. I mean, it, it would make it would make sense logistically. Yeah, it's that. a fascinating place. It's fascinating to look into. I mean, what's yeah. really interesting about about things like that is that, like, you know, well, like we did the right Pat episode and, you know, Ohio happens to be, you know, kind of a, a place of, of high strangeness. And then, you know, you guys have Dulce over there and Arizona is definitely a place of high strangeness. I mean, are these things all connected together? Is it because of the location of these things? Um, you know, maybe, maybe. I like to think so. Maybe, yeah. I mean, I would think so. I, I, I would too. Well, like my, you know, my uh, right Pat informant, you know, like I said, the, the most interesting thing that he said to me was that, you know, a popular legend here is that the um, Air Force Base and the museum and that whole area is, is very haunted. And he's like, no, that's not that's not it. It's just the reactions from from the technology that they that they're testing there. <laughs> and, you know, that was um you know, again, like I said, it's very interesting to me because then, you know, then it's like, well, then what is it? Is it just secret government right. high tech stuff? Is it is it alien stuff that they're testing? I mean, what what exactly is causing all of these, you know, weird happenings to happen? And then you mentioned, you know, Dulce is built into the side of a mountain. Well, guess what else is in mountains? Limestone. <laughs> uh, going back to our frequency and vibration there. Jesus. Exactly. I, I would I would say let's do an underground an underground base episode before we do a limestone episode. <laughs> we'll get there. Then. I mean, it's your show. You do whatever the fuck you want. I'm just saying. <laughs> this limestone thing you guys keep bringing up, like, all right. All right. <laughs> it's kind of a new, it's not a new thing to me, but, you know, it's definitely been brought to my attention and it's something that I'm willing to entertain because, you know. Right, no. Definitely an interesting subject. Yeah, I mean, you have to. Yeah, you have to. And, uh, you know, that's one of those things maybe we'll do. Well, you know, just frequencies in general, I think, would be an interesting topic to cover. So anyway, Ryan, um, do you have anything that you want to um, shill? Now Now is your time to shine. Oh, I'm definitely going to shill the hell out of my own show. Yeah. Whisper to a Screen podcast. You can find me on YouTube and Paranormal Roundtable with Josh Turner. I co-host over there. And you'll find me on Dillstream, too. So if you want to check me on Dillstream, you can do that. Yeah, we're, I think we're both supposed to be on Dillstream tomorrow or Thursday. I'm not sure. Is that tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow's Ooh. Wednesday, right? It I is. don't know. I asked him. He's like, I'll let you know. And, <laughs> you know, Dill. He does that shit. You know what? Dylan's going to do that. He's going to be like, I'll let you know. And then five minutes before the show begins, you coming on? 
Oh, you right. said you know Dylan. <laughs> God damn it, Joe. You gotta, you gotta give me some time. So I'm just gonna, I guess I'm just gonna be ready, and if it happens, it happens. Um, right. <laughs> whatever. Um, great. All right, well, great. I, I think it was fun having you on. Um, you know, yeah, absolutely. We, uh, we could definitely, you know, if people want to hear more from you, we could definitely have, have you back for a round two sometimes. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. So I think that would be cool. But Oh, yeah, definitely. I'd be all for that. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, We'll talk to you next Wednesday. All right. You guys take care now.